Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing with the book at least 10 minutes at a time. Next 10 minutes, we're looking at Hebrews chapter 13. Yeah, I said it just before. 13, 8 through 16. I go back to different episodes of The Move, and I'll just check from time to time on YouTube. Uh Uh-huh. And I will see them and say to myself, oh, yeah, that was recorded in the morning. (laughs) Because of the cadence? I I know when it's early because then you just have a deeper voice and you're slow. It takes like eight minutes before you actually like bring some energy to the table. I've got to let the drugs kick in. (laughs) Oh, we're back to the morning recording. Yeah, we just recorded last night. Yeah, that was fun. So this episode before this one was literally... Nine and a half hours ago? Yeah, something like that. Ten ten hours ago. Back at it again. Here we are. So what are you thinking about Hebrews 8 on? I'm just trying to... 13, 8. 13, yeah. I'm trying to think about uh, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm just trying to think of like how how it was originally intended to meet the narrative of this chapter. Because I've heard that verse a lot. I've even quoted that verse a number of times. But the context in which I've always used the verse... Very weird, very bizarre, but this is what I was taught, or at least what I was modeled and I copied, was uh, to use that verse in conjunction with something like, say, the Sabbath and the law of God, that God never changes. Therefore, like, it, I don't know, I somehow used this verse. I'm trying to remember exactly how, because it's so convoluted, but how did I use this verse to establish the Sabbath and the law in a, like a traditional Adventist evangelistic series? That's kind of what I'm trying to remember. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So more to the point, trying to understand how this fits in with the narrative. Because we just talked about how the Lord is my help. Help. Goodness gracious, it is morning. The Lord is my helper. Uh, I will not fear what man can do to me. Remember your leaders and consider their outcome. Imitate their life. Imitate their faith. To me, this this verse of Jesus the same yesterday and forever, yesterday, today, and forever, in the sort of Pauline corpus as I think about all of Paul's writings, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think 
Paul either wrote this or heavily influenced this, um, you see something similar in Colossians 2 6, where it's in the same way, in the same way that you received Christ, therefore walk in him. Hmm. Right? It's mm-hmm. the same thing that you see in Galatians, where who has bewitched you, O foolish Galatians? Right. Like now that you've received Christ, like now you think there's a different path, there's yeah. a different outside of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is hearkening to the in Christ motif of the way you were included by faith and your early life in him that was filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, empowered by the reception of this grace. You were growing through the teaching of the anointing. This is, this is the this, way. It's more of the same. Yeah. Right. We want things to be different because once we feel like, okay, we've got the, we've got the basics, we've got you know the, the cross, we understand it. Like, what's the next thing? What's the new thing? What's the better thing? As if there's more, better, newer, different. Oh, we gotta something. level up. Exactly. You gotta level up. You gotta have some some secret hidden knowledge, which is just an interesting psychological thing. Where I know that you and I both are very emphatic about the teaching of freedom from sin. Mm-hmm. Romans six, Hebrews ten, John chapter eight, Matthew one twenty one, Revelation one five, Titus two and three. He came to save us from lawlessness. Yada yada yada. Right. Mm-hmm. So that Jesus Christ has freed us from lawlessness. He has freed us from sin and made us slaves to righteousness. That for those who have been so conditioned towards really involved theology, like you connect Mm. these dots, you take these eight proof texts, then you connect them to this and that. And this is what. You count you know, the number of times this word is used in this chapter. And yeah, the, uh-huh. the simplicity of actually reading it for the one who has died has been set free from sin. Therefore, right. consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. All of a sudden, that becomes, yeah, yeah, but what else? No, no. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go deep into it, but that's the thing. Is, is this why maybe uh, completing the dissertation is not on the table right now? Because you're like... Maybe this isn't the reason why, but like the idea, like, okay, maybe I don't need to keep pursuing, you know, fanciful knowledge and whatever the case is. Like, let's just, let's just double down on the thing. On my best days, I'd like to say it's that, but in truth, (laughs) I didn't finish the dissertation because I made it an idol. Oh, interesting. Because being Jonathan Leonardo PhD is the thing that was going to really position me forward instead of being Jonathan Leonardo slave to righteousness. Hmm. disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, empowered by the word to preach in and out of season regardless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Where the authority is not the letters in my name. The authority is in the spirit that actually has been pleased to call me home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and that's the thing that Jesus is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Look at what follows it. Don't be led away by diverse and strange teachings. Right. For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. So there's a clear allusion to the sanctuary and its services that why would you return there? Why would you go back to participating in that as though Hmm. that is going to be the badge of whether or not you're loyal, faithful, and in Christ. Yeah, so there's the sanctuary service. There's the whole ritual and system that takes place there, this play, this drama that's unfolding. And actually, I'm I'm trying, I'm struggling to remember what's actually being referred to here, that there's an altar outside of that? Yeah, there's a 
If you think about the altar, where's the altar? We have an altar from which those who serve the oh, tent. Oh, outside of the already, holy place. Yeah. Oh, so within the tent. So within the. Yeah, the altar is in the courtyard. It's not oh, in any of the tents. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So he's saying return back to there. Yeah. Go back to the altar. Go back to where eventually he actually just makes it explicit. Go back to the cross. This is where things are actually happening. Yeah. So when he says we have an altar for those who serve the tent. So those who serve the tent is the earthly tent mm-hmm. we have an altar who, who those who serve the tent have no right to eat the altar we have yes the cross jesus christ outside of the city crucified for us mm-hmm. we partake in his life through his ministry right mm-hmm. those who are still seeking to participate in day-to-day sacrifices as though the one sacrifice to end all sacrifices hasn't come have no right to partake in the altar that we have mm-hmm. that altar that we have is not it's not some like a physical altar they're not going right sure so this is again echoes galatians right this is galatians uh four five and six this is the allegory of the two mountains you have mount sinai and you have zion you have hagar on earth you have sarah above so those who are still given over to hagar are children of slavery they are not born of the free like sarah is this is the same illusion we have an altar that is not the terrestrial altar so if you think that you have to return to that if you're going to give up your standing firm in christ jesus because now you have to have your identity as a hebrew or a israelite or as a jew reestablished by participating in earthly rites of worship you are nullifying the free grace received through christ jesus Hmm. so you are nullifying the true altar that we have the privilege to partake in which is the altar of jesus christ and you're trading it in again for the altar that pointed to jesus christ Hmm. and so the call is don't trade out one for the other stay within the one that you've received because the one that you received that empowered you through the Holy Spirit, that established you in this righteousness in which you now stand, in this grace which you now stand, that one's yours. And that's not going to change because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, again, it's it's the call that you see all throughout Hebrews of Jesus is this, remain in him, stand mm. steadfast in him. Why? Because he's gone within the veil. He is the high priest. He is better than Moses. He is the one we put our belief, trust in. He is the one we find rest in. He mm-hmm. is the one who actually takes away sins over blood, uh, the blood of bulls and goats, right? Mm-hmm. And you see this again, verse 11, for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also offered, also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. Mm-hmm. So think about that in relationship to the um, how your actual Jewishness is seen and understood. There is a group of people who are saying our Jewishness is seen and understood as culminating with the faithfulness of God through Yeshua HaMashiach, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus is Messiah. Hebrews that don't receive Jesus are like, Israelites that don't receive Jesus like, what do y'all talk about? Mm -hmm. You guys are actually doing away with everything that actually identifies us Mm -hmm. as the people of God by following this vagrant that had this ragtag team of followers who ultimately was crucified. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. The author of Hebrews is saying, 
they don't know and they don't have a right to eat at an altar because they don't actually see Jesus as the Lord of glory hmm. resurrected and now ministering on our behalf. You have, you've tasted, you've seen, you've been empowered by Holy Spirit. Keep walking this out. That doesn't mean it's all going to be hunky-dory. Yeah. You're outside the city. You're outside the city. And look at the lies of those who actually were your leaders in this thing. Consider it a go. And and this is probably, uh, I mean, this would make sense within the early context of this message being spread around around this area. Just we're we're looking forward to another city. Uh, It seems as though that one of the consequences in some places that you accept Jesus you kind of get kicked out of the city. And maybe this is part of the beauty of, hey, the altar that actually was outside is still access. You could be outside the city. They might kick you out. They might reject you. And that sucks. But the good news is the altar is still there. You have access to it. And we have another city that we're looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, if you if you read Paul into this and you see Paul's life into this, it's like, for we have, verse 14, we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. This is... Abraham. Yeah, but it's the same reference of Galatians. Mm-hmm. Right? about the two cities, the two mm-hmm, mountains, mm-hmm. Hagar, Sarah. Right? Mm-hmm. This is the same theme of Hebrews 11. Right? Moses, he bore the reproach of Christ, thinking it better than the treasures of Egypt. Mm. Right? That This is the posture of those who live by faith, and those who live by faith are established in Jesus in the same way that they were brought into Jesus, by grace, through faith. Right? Mm. So that through him, verse 15, we... Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Mm-hmm. Right? And don't neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. The fundamental simplicity of where this all ends because Jesus is Lord. Right? You got this beautiful theology. You have this very involved presentation of the supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? And ultimately it's like, be nice to each other. Play nice. <laughs> Play nice in the sandbox, guys. Like, praise him in your lips. Love one another. Jesus taught us how. Yeah. Uh, it's almost as if you could summarize the whole book with two commands. Right. Love God. Love people. Love neighbor as yourself. Right. And then, and then, uh, and the reason is we love because he first loved us. Yeah. And so his faithfulness endures for all generations. So hold fast. 